Welcome to Ask a Realtor, a Sometime Spouse podcast. This is our second week of Ask a Realtor and our first time with the expert realtor, Ian Williams. I am so excited to have you, Ian. Thank you, Christy. I'm excited to be here. So how is everything going with you? Uh, very well, surprisingly well still. Um, interest rates are low, which means lots of people are still trying to buy, buy their places or sell their places, hoping that they can cash in, not to be cliche. <laughs> so a lot of movement, a lot of movement in the market, and it's been incredible. I had a closing this morning, a um, couple yes. others that uh, contract the night before, and yeah, it's just, it's moving. That is awesome because this is the strangest time ever, I think, to be in real estate. I would agree. And I, I've only personally been in real estate for about five years as a licensed, as a licensed agent. Um, but even looking at historical trends, I can't think of any time that would have been like this. Yeah, I was... Not, uh, not any of the depressions, not, I mean, maybe after the 80s, I think 80, early 80s, there was a, a time where the interest rates were super high and then they crashed. And then I would imagine a lot of people went to buy there, but I don't think they were this low. I, I don't know. Wow. I don't know what the interest rates were. In the 80s, were interest rates sometimes, you know, like 16, 17, 18%. It was like crazy. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but so like in Austin, you could get a house for $90,000. Yeah. A bedroom house. It, and that's an Austin proper. That's not like moving out to the... The Burbs either. That is, uh, they, yeah, they had just started Burbs. Burbs came about in 1960. So, yeah, in the 80s, you didn't have to move out to the Burbs. You were getting houses in the city for that price. Wow. Yeah, can, it's pretty incredible. Can you share with our listeners a strange story that happened with you while showing a house? While showing a house. Oh, well, okay. So I have a lot of strange stories. I have a good one. And what's really funny is this this particular client, it turns out that multiple houses that we saw were strange. And I'm gonna tell you why. The, this, the price point was kind of a factor. The price point was 135,000 max. Wow. Right, and this was two years ago in the Austin area. Yeah. So that's really tough to find, but hey, I mean, we were both diligent and working on it. So there was one house I remember walking in. So it was in, uh, I believe it was Lago Vista. Uh -huh. And I thought, okay, this is going to have some potential. Not far from Steiner Ranch. Oh, no, no, no. You go. You drove into Steiner Ranch. So you drove into Steiner Ranch. And then, you know, it's a large, large neighborhood. So Steiner yeah. Ranch is kind of one of the uh, coveted areas that because it's near the water yeah and it's hilly and all that it's beautiful so, yeah it's just pretty and it, and like the price points are like hey we've made it somewhere you know all that yeah so, at schools uh people like the school system there so all that to say you go into steiner ranch and we're driving around i was like okay this is gonna be something and we get down and then it's a large community. So we keep driving, we get down to where there is this lake. And I remember we walk into this house or walk up to this house and immediately we thought, okay, well, you're not buying it for the house, you're buying it for the land. 
the front of the house had these, um, well, it had dream catchers on it. It had a lot of like kind of quirky things on it and almost like beads for a door to get inside. It was just, it was weird. Wow. And so then you go inside and it looked like an abandoned, I don't know, like warehouse shelter type place. And there were, and there was some weird stuff in there. I don't remember all the weird things, but the one thing I do remember is seeing like, this is kind of creepy. I remember seeing doll heads on sticks. What? I was like, oh, and the thing is, it was almost like it was out of a haunted, out of a movie. Yeah. Because everything was dark and, and kind of dingy and webs all over. And so, and then we ended up riding around, uh, walking around to the other side and saw no wall. There, there was just, the, there was just the, the wall was gone <laughs> on the whole side of the house. And that was one house. Wow. Uh, another house that we saw, um, gosh, there was a scorpion in the tub, uh, snakes, just, you know, that's just, that, those kind of things just happen. But wow, another house was infested, like completely infested with termites to the point where it was going to fall down if we didn't tear it down. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's what 135K gets you in Austin, Texas. Correct. Correct. Not Sorry. much. I just, it was it was incredible. And yeah. I thought, and it's funny because you think as you're going into this neighborhood, you're like, yeah, it'd be beautiful. Nothing could be wrong. Yeah. That's we found a diamond uh-huh. in Steiner mm-hmm. Ranch. No. Yes. You found a horror story, it sounds it like. It's kind of scary. Yeah. But, you know, I can't. I can't waver my confidence while I'm there. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this. I don't think this is going to be our opportunity, but that doesn't mean yeah. we're not going to find anything. Turns out we put in about 10 offers, which means we saw a lot more houses, uh-huh. maybe 30 houses, put in 10 offers and did end up finding something that was perfect. Good. It took some work, but we did it. So lots of realtor, there's different kinds of realtors I want our listeners to know. There is the buyer's agent, there's the seller's agent, and there's probably more. That's just what I know from talking to you guys. Yeah. What, what do you specialize in? There's commercial, there's residential too. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Um, there's a whole phenomenon that the, what you do or what you're good at is related to your personality. Okay, and so that's why people have this categor categorization. Did I say that right? Categor- categorization <laughs> for uh, the style of agent you are. I'll give you an example. I started out as um, I wouldn't say started out, but I have had a larger percentage of buyers because my personality lends itself well to buyers. I love the excitement of looking at places, right? I love being able to help share stories that help them make an informed decision. Mm-hmm. So generally a buyer's agent is good with that. And then you're running around showing a lot of houses. You have to have the energy to be able to keep up. Yes. Okay. So that's, that's the idea of a buyer's agent. However, I have a, de- a business degree in marketing and I'm pretty good with technology. And so if I list a property and I'm able to leverage the technology, actually do a really good job there too, as long as the people are realistic with the numbers. And that's the thing. It, it, and so having a conversation with someone who's listing a home, if you say your home's not worth this much, I don't like having those painful conversations. Uh-huh. What I've noticed is no, one's, no one wants to sell their house. 
everyone wants the money that they've earned in their house or they want to buy another house. Uh-huh. They don't want to let go of the house, but uh, so it ends up being kind of sad and I don't like being sad. <laughs> so as long as I can help somebody move into another or transition, if uh-huh. it's a transition, I love it. So now I'm about 50-50, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, what is 65-45, maybe that's better representation, 65-35, yeah, um, for buyer-sellers, but it's starting to lean, it's starting to improve with the amount of sellers I, I'm able to help because my ability works really well, my ability to market the homes. Wow. Uh, so there, there are also, I mean, military professions. Uh, uh, people that specialize in military, people that specialize in um, coastal properties, right? So, and then all the uh, duplexes. I have a friend, yeah, she specializes in churches. Oh, wow. I said, what? That's unique. <laughs> yeah, like she has sold multiple churches. I've never sold a church, but know where to start. Wow. I yeah, guess, it's, it's quite I mean, there's so, so many uh, different there's, categories. There's that you could be in and because when you're talking i'm like i know a relocation realtor yeah. where she helps people relocate to waco see it's so funny because i i do that a lot really i that's just a buyer yeah <laughs> right but from somewhere else so i've actually helped i've helped about 15 of my people and when i say my people people from like the chicagoland area relocate uh-huh. here wow yeah. So, and then I've helped people from California. I've helped people from New York. I just, the contract I got yesterday, people from Florida, I've, I've helped. So I really, I can leverage that I'm a relocation specialist. I just don't, I don't pigeonhole. Yeah. Um, I guess it could be good. That's a, it's a niche market. Wow. Uh, yeah. A lot of people move from other places to Waco, Texas because of the fixer upper effect. Mm-hmm. So we get tons of people. We've got a, a bunch of customers that have relocated. California loves to come to Waco. They love Chip and Joe. Yeah. So that is one thing that they do is uh, they do the relocation, which I love. So tell me, how have you had to pivot your business to stay relevant? Because it is almost like... It's changing every day. So how how can you help other realtors or even other business owners realize that that's normal in today's society? Yeah, I think the hardest part for people to grasp is that the change is going to happen whether you want it or not. And so once you let go of your pride, (laughs) really, it's kind of what it is. Once you let go of that and you just let it take you and you can learn to adapt, then it's, I I think there are a lot of things that need to be done. So here's an example. A lot of people have a process in place for their business, Uh no matter what the business is, right? So step one, how do you acquire a client? Step two, what do you do with that client? Step three, how do you keep engaged with that client after the transaction first off a lot of people don't even keep engaged after mm-hmm. the transaction that's a problem so you have to streamline your processes and then you have to align them with uh whatever technology will allow you to adapt to today so i'll give an example I'll start with lead generation that's a huge one mm-hmm. well how many people are still cold calling a lot of people 
how many people are still, um, I don't know, what are they? Oh, email lists. Email lists are huge. Yep. But there are a lot of other ways out there to reach people and to actually have engaging conversations. So I feel like e email lists, while they're a great collective automated experience, all it should do is lead people to the, the ability to have a conversation. Ultimately, it's a conversation uh, yeah. that, that you're seeking. So um, one example would be think about how you're creating leads. And if it's not from building relationships, I would question, I would almost question how, what the quality of the lead is that's coming in. Maybe that's the way to say it. Right, so uh, all I do, I seriously, all I do is just have a good time with people. And ultimately, if someone asks you what you're doing, eventually it's going, it's going to come up what your, what your work is. And uh, oftentimes, I'm in a spot now where I can send them a YouTube video that, oh, yeah, yeah, I actually did a video for this. Do you want to watch it? And I'll send it to them, right? Or if I have a presence on another social media platform, people start to connect and that's what it should be all about. I feel like that's what it should be all about. That organic reach organic. I feel is so much stronger than the, uh, the cold sales pitch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's going to be more relevant now with social distancing, right? Yeah. People need that connection more and more the human connection more and more. And so leveraging the organic reach, leveraging actual conversations, um, Zoom. This is a perfect example. Think about, I mean, you go back three years, how many people were doing Zoom interviews? Nobody. No, for, for what reason? I mean, Zoom's been there. It has. It's been there, but nobody's been doing them. Why? Because they didn't have to, or they didn't feel uh, squeezed. They didn't feel pressured yep. into doing it. They said, I'll do it when I have to. Yeah, this is my 10th or 11th Zoom of the week. I mean, yeah. I'm connecting with people all of the time because now, which we never thought of it before, like I can connect with people in New York. I can connect with people in Louisiana. I can connect with people in Washington State. They were there three years ago, but yeah. I didn't think to use it to help grow my business. Right. And, and a lot of it is just because there's so much going on all the time. Yep. But what, what a pandemic like this does is it forces you to, again, go back and streamline your processes and say, what actually matters? How am I making money today? What, are, what is bringing in the bacon? And in a lot of cases, it's generating, it's relationships that bring it in. Yeah, a lot of times it is. Even if you, even if you are still a door knocker or a cold caller, if you're not good at building relationships instant, instantaneously, well, that, I mean that's that's the goal. Uh, not everyone's good at that. Not everybody's good at jumping in front of somebody and trying to create a conversation from nothing. And even then, it's a shallow relationship. Yeah, I was on a call earlier today. My kids are doing Unleash the Power Within with Tony yeah. Robbins. And they put us into a breakout room and there was like six people. 
and uh, they all kind of just stumbled. They really didn't know how to connect. And uh, I like, where are you from? What do you do? Tell me more about you. Oh, I can help you. Like you said earlier, like add value. Like that's what I heard that a lot of people don't do. They get in front of them on social media and they go, here, buy from me. Or here, I'm a realtor. They don't say, oh, I just did a video on that. Can I send it over to you? And that adds value and it builds that relationship because relationship-based sales is all I've really ever done. So that works better than any other kind of sales out there, especially in today's society, because nobody else really works on that relationship-based sales. And that's genius. Like if you guys take a nugget from today, uh, no matter what business you're in, listen to what Ian's saying, uh, that relationship based sales and adding value and if you don't have a video if they don't have their own channel like you do how can they add value in easy oh my gosh so i will see i will see a post on facebook saying hey does anybody know a good realtor there are a hundred and something responses yep right i will hold my phone up and i'll say hey listen i saw this post there's so many I'm sure everyone there can help you, but I would love to have the opportunity to, to be interviewed for the job. Uh, if, if that's something that's interesting to you, here's my contact information. Thanks for uh, listening to this video and I hope we connect. Boom. And I'll record a video and I'll send it to that person in Messenger. Nobody does that. No. Nobody does that. Nobody so, takes the time. It's, it's a tag or a copy paste game. Yeah. Nobody shows that they care. A lot of people say they care, but nobody shows that they care. Show you care. I love that. I'm even going to steal that for me. (laughs) That is amazing because like you said, like a hundred people respond. How can you stand out? How can you be a little bit different? And that's a simple way to do it. Um, Another way that you could do it is on those groups because groups are huge right now. That's Mm -hmm. where people are hanging out is on Facebook groups. I mean, Facebook actually put an ad out during the Super Bowl, spent millions of dollars on this ad just to promote groups. That's the biggest conglomeration of people right now online is Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. So you can be... Austin sells, you know, your local area, Pflugerville for sale, Pflugerville people, uh, whatever. And you can go in there and people ask for a realtor. Uh, they'll ask for an electrician. They'll ask for a handyman. They'll ask for a restaurant. What he's saying is you can make yours different than everyone else's with a quick little video. Because I've never seen that done. That- yeah, it's, a, it, it's, it's interesting the way it works. Uh, The thing with the group is if you're going to create it, it takes a lot of work and a lot of consistency. You can't just create it and hope that it fills up. No, no. There's already Unless you get a killer name. You could get a good name. Uh, So I have a friend who created one called uh, Texas Real Estate Listings. Yeah. People just search for Texas Real Estate and then that one comes up. And so they just click join. Even Even if there's no value for the group, they don't know that. They just see the name and so they get excited. Yeah. I actually, I bought some groups. Oh, did you? You Wow. You can buy groups. So I bought some big groups in Central Texas area. And uh, I I kind of own them. I mean, I I just, 
I let myself be the only handyman and household cleaner in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I did create a couple. The organic creation takes much longer to build than just buying an established one. But I didn't know there was a market for buying Facebook groups. It's it's pretty interesting. I want to say that I would imagine in this world, there is a market to buy anything. <laughs> Seriously, oh, anything. It's kind of strange. Yeah. So uh, I was talking, I was actually on a networking group earlier and we were talking about, um, there were two points. One of them was, uh, you're always, a, you sales is every relationship you're in. It doesn't matter if it's a personal relationship, a business relationship, family, friends, it's all sales. It's all, how can we work together? What can I do for you? What can you do for me? Why do we love spending time together? It's because of the people we are. And you're Uh just, even if you're unintentionally selling yourself, you're still sharing who you are. And that's the, the sales part of it, right? Not necessarily a pitch. You don't need to get anything out. The thing you're getting out of it actually would be companionship. So every relationship is sales. Um, that was the one point that came out of that meeting, which I thought was really good. The other point was, uh, there are people out there that insure things like their hands, mm-hmm. like a hand model, they insure their hands. I, I heard, uh, who's the, it's, it's not unusual. Who's that guy? I don't know, but that song's going to be stuck in my head all day. I know. <laughs> that guy. Uh, uh, was it his chest? His, wow. he like. Because that was an iconic thing for him oh to be able gosh. to insure your chest. Like, oh, what? what is his name? It's on I the don't even tip know of what my Tom the Jones. Point is of me bringing that up. I think. Oh, yeah. The whole people can buy anything, right? Yeah, like, Tom Jones. Tom Jones. Tommy Jones. Something like no, that. I think you're right. Tom Jones. Yeah. 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 So he's wow. buying the the like he's buying insurance to protect his his asset. He's buying insurance for his chest it's the weirdest thing that is so strange but yeah it it is so but that's yeah, his that's money a maker bit of a tangent but people can buy anything these days yeah yeah you can you can and yeah. they're really oh, not I, lots of stuff that you want to buy isn't that expensive i've got another example <laughs> i have someone uh today she called and we were talking about it she has a person reaching out he has a mobile home for sale mm-hmm but he doesn't want to get rid of land. So he just wants somebody to come and grab the mobile home and truck it away. Wow. And so we're sitting here trying to figure out, well, I don't think the Texas Real Estate Commission has any, I, I don't know that we can do that, but let's figure it out, right? Yeah. It's just the weirdest thing. And so the first thing I said is we're going to go to Facebook groups. We're going to get a lender that can handle mobile homes mm-hmm. separate from the land or RV, sorry, RV loans. And then we're going to uh, use, leverage those same groups to reach out to people that would be in this interest, RV groups. Yeah. If Joanna Gaines can do it because she's moved several houses, they weren't yeah. necessarily mobile homes, mind you. Yeah, but she just had cash and just moved it. Like it, yeah. it's different than someone... I don't know. Some of these people want to get a loan on it and buy it. And, oh. and then also think about the paperwork, like the contract. As a realtor, what do you say? Wow. 
because the the place is moving. You don't have an address. It's not a plat like we're used to writing in there. How do you ensure that? Because you've got a house going down the highway. It's, yeah, you have to, you know what, the driver, if there was someone relocating it, the driving, the duration of the drive, that person would have to be insured. Wow. That'd be my guess. I don't know. I'm not an insur- insurance provider, but. All the yeah, things all that you have to think crazy of Crazy things that. that go into every transaction. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> I bet you do it and you'll have somebody else do it in about a month or two, just because you'll get good at it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they'll come. <laughs> they'll start coming. So you talked about a couple of different things, like people are still cold calling and people are still just relying on their email list. It's not that way in business. You really, you have to go out and you have to work to get it. So I know you use a couple different ways to market yourself. What are a couple of other ways other than just online Facebook groups and developing that relationship? So, uh, Oftentimes, if I meet people, I have a lot of groups of people that I spend time with. And that's just because I really enjoy spending time in, in, in different groups, spending time in different groups. So I remember when I first got my real estate license, I joined a hiking group on Meetup. Uh-huh. And so that got me out learning the area really well, meeting other people that are from the area. Those were great. Uh, motorcycle groups. So any there, everyone has a passion project and it doesn't have to be a Facebook group. You have meetup, you have next door on next door. I see mom groups. I can't join a mom group, but I might want to, might want to try. I don't know. It's 2020. Anything can happen. (laughs) (laughs) Anything can happen. Um, But you see those. I I mean, I, I tell other people, if you have, oh, games, I'll play games with some friends online, board game groups. There are whole stores dedicated to you walk in there's coffee beer and board games wow in in austin there's at least three of them that come to mind right away and i thought i never knew this i never knew this was a thing i didn't know that was a thing but it's cool. cool each each activity brings together a different culture of people and as long as you're adaptable i'm i'm kind of one of those people i just love to live life and i love to be around people that are are good to me that I can, and and I'm good to them. And it doesn't matter what they do, as long as it's not uh, detrimental to my health or safety, Uh right? As long as it's not that. So yeah, I'll go from a board game group to a motorcycle get together, rot rally, love rot rally. It was canceled this year. Huh? It was canceled this year. It was canceled this year, Uh, but camping. So we go camping still. So we have groups of friends that go camping or, you know, groups of friends that, uh, maybe that has a boat or something. We'll go hang out with them. And just all these people, they're all groups. They're just offline. Yeah. So that's one. And then um, another is education. I'm really trying to focus the latter half of 2020. I want to focus on creating more widespread education. So yeah, I have my YouTube channel. I just started another YouTube channel to talk about tech, like things like a microphone. What kind of microphone should you buy for your camera if you're getting into videos? Uh-huh. Right? That kind of stuff. So that's, or yeah, here, I had a microphone sitting right here. <laughs> uh, those types of things are relevant to anyone, but it's also an opportunity to meet someone. Mm-hmm. And then um, my real estate channel, I've had a lot of people come to me from YouTube saying, 
hey, I think we would get along. You want to help me buy a house? I'm like, yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. That's all. And I'll go spend the time with you. I'm the same person on. That's that's the key. Mm -hmm. You got to be the same person. Can't change who you are because you're in front of a camera or something like that. That's just, yeah, you have to be genuine. Um, Yeah. So uh, YouTube has been big. And then these classes, I've had enough situations where I've been able to teach a class like I taught a class at my brokerage for to a handful of agents. And I've since then had multiple agents call me to just have a conversation about different things. Haven't had a direct referral come as a result of it, uh-huh. but that's okay because I'm building that relationship. These are all leads. I've had, yeah, lots of opportunities for referrals just from building random relationships. Uh, Cause you never know. Uh, I have a friend, she used to say, Uh, I, I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want, I don't want to be one of those guys that says a quote and I butcher it. <laughs> she says something like, uh, everyone's a friend you just haven't met yet or something like that. You just haven't made yet. Oh, that sounds bad. That sounds off. But basically, a lot of people, everyone can be your friend. You just have to take the time to get to know them. True, true. So... I want you guys to really hear what Ian is saying today because it it's over and over he said it. It's developing those relationships, whether it's in real estate or you're, you are a doctor, whatever business you're in, it goes in every category of business. You have to develop those relationships to to have a good business. Cause if you don't have relationships, you can skyrocket a business, but it can come crashing down because you don't follow through with your, your people, with your prospects. So relationships are so important. And also another thing that came through was groups online and in person. He, and he, and he's very versatile from motorcycles to board games. He, he likes a variety of things and he meets people that are passionate about the same sort of things he is. And that in turn draws them, it draws in the people to him to feed his real estate company. So those were some huge nuggets that could take that decades of time and put it into minutes for you from listening to Ian. And also it could save you hundreds of thousands of dollars in marketing. Absolutely. You know, uh, that the best lesson for that is Tesla. They don't advertise. No. They period like that. That should be enough to tell you they don't advertise yet. They are one of the most valuable companies in the world right now. Yeah. And I don't know if it's still true. There used to be a huge wait list for their car. I know there is for the trucks. I have a friend waiting for the truck. I pre-ordered the truck. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's going to be two years out, I think. (laughs) I have two friends. Well, but it also depends if they, it also depends if they put a, um, they're working on or talking about putting a giga factory, a battery factory in Austin. Oh, wow. Yeah. That changes the world here. Anyway, it changes all the local terrain. Amazon just announced one too, uh, two days ago. What? Two days ago. So they have a, Amazon has a new factory here. Apple built a new campus here. Tesla's getting ready to. Uh, Facebook bought some buildings here. Wow, uh, Austin is the place to be. It's a good place to go. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It, there used to be a statistic I heard about people moving to Austin. Was it one person every 10 minutes or something? 
It was 120 a day at the peak that I knew about. Just wait. It's a lot of people. Tesla coming in and Amazon oh, coming in. That's going to bring a ton of jobs. Did we ever talk about the Kalahari? No. Okay, so I'm from up north, and I kind of straddled the lines between Illinois and Wisconsin. That's kind of where I, I was at. And Wisconsin is known for, other than cheese and the Green Bay Packers, it's known for Wisconsin Dells. So Wisconsin Dells is like the Schlitterbahn of Texas, right? So, wow. Or I'm sorry, like the Las Vegas Strip, but water parks. Wow. Tons of water parks. So anyway, there's a water park there called Kalahari, and it's like, your rooms are safari themed and they had this beautiful indoor water park. So you, it's a hotel water park. Well, Kalahari, I met the manager, the, I guess, director of operations or whatever, the person responsible, the, the person responsible for building the uh -huh. Kalahari right now. So she came, she gave a presentation. I had a conversation with her. The Kalahari will have a thousand rooms and when you buy a pass and you stay in these ridiculously cheap rooms, I heard like $100 a night or something, what? you get access to the water park, the indoor water park for the entire day. Uh -huh. And so the indoor water park, and I just, I have to be clear with this, the indoor water park is as is larger than the Dell Diamond, which is the baseball stadium in Round Rock, Texas. So you can take that whole stadium and put it inside the indoor water park. It is America's largest water park, and it's coming like six miles away from my house. Wow. So is it going to like Pflugerville area? It's going Georgetown? to Round Rock. Um right between Round Rock and Hutto. Wow. So right at the tip of Round Rock, near Hutto, along one of our big highway systems, uh, 130, if anybody knows that. Highway 130 and 40, yeah. Wow, that is... <laughs> and they did a study. They were, they were saying how many... So they looked up what a staycation is, and a staycation is anything that's three hours or less in driving. Uh-huh. Right? And so cities like... Dallas, San Antonio, Waco, Temple. Yeah. So they said there are 14 major metropolitan areas that would consider this location a staycation place. So the Kalahari being indoors, you don't have to worry about the sun. You have outdoor too, but it's mostly indoors. Yeah. All year long feeding into Austin. Wow. So think about what that does to real estate, especially knowing that Tesla and or Tesla may or Amazon or Apple, people don't get it. People aren't looking ahead and I don't get why. And I always tell my clients, I'm like, no, 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 you need to buy something now. Don't be playing these games. You think you're, you think it's hard for you to buy a house yesterday? Oh. <laughs> Wait one year. Wait one year. Yeah. Wait until after the election and or uh, interest rates start rising or taxes taxes never go down right and so yeah. and then all these things start coming and there used to be 120 people a day moving here you think that's going to be worse it's gonna be incredible it so is. learn to pivot your business do you think you can meet with 100 clients that are interested in moving no nope. do you think if you had a youtube channel that explains to people how you can help them 
that the people that are looking to come here won't find you? I think they would. I think that's kind of the point. Yeah, your YouTube channel is really working for you 24-7, and you don't yeah, have it, to pay or anything. It's it's making money while you sleep, right? Yeah. It's, it's a passive educational platform that is owned by the number one search engine in the world. Exactly. And YouTube is the number two search engine in the world. And so... I feel like anyone who has a business should have a presence on there. It's great to be on Facebook, right? Yeah, Especially if it you is. have a group and everything, that's all that. But how many how many times have you gone to Facebook and you searched how to buy a house or like right? Like anything like that. How yeah. to uh how to create a website or you know, what's the best tool for my business? People don't go to to Facebook for that. They don't go to Instagram for that. No, they don't. They don't go to Snapchat. They don't go to TikTok for that. They go to YouTube. Well, they go to Google. Sometimes they go to YouTube. In in every case, if you go to Google, your YouTube videos will show up first. Mm -hmm. They will. So here's my next question to you. So I hear a lot of people go, why would you put all your secrets online? Why would you put your secret sauce out there? How would you answer that, Ian? Easy. Uh, how do people know what value you have if you don't share their show them that you have any value? Ooh, that's good. That's a quote right there. I if I don't have a chance to teach somebody something, I probably never would have anyway. It would just we wouldn't have had that relationship. And if I can show another, even another realtor, hey, this is the way you do something. I don't know. I I might end up with a referral from that realtor from another place. I've had a lot of those lately because I just try to share. And you can't think, and the hard part is thinking about the money. You don't want to inundate yourself and just give everything away and never have any money, mm-hmm. right? But really, if you give so much, there's this law of reciprocity that eventually people will take notice and want to give something in return. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be monetary. Shoot, there was this uh, woman that does um, renovations. Uh, she does flips for houses. Uh-huh. And she comes in and cleans and everything. Not not cleans. She comes in and um, she'll do the construction. That's what it was. So she does actual renovations for the houses. And I said, I've got a couple projects around the house that I could use some help with. And um, I saw her website and I was like, this isn't, this isn't a very good website. She's like, oh, I just started it and this and that. We want to start doing this and that. And uh, we were talking about videos and I sent her a couple of my videos and it, apparently I think what's going to happen is we're going to work out a barter where I do a couple of videos. She's going to come do a couple of home projects and I help her build her business and she helps me build my house, yeah. fix the house and we're even. Wow. That's smart. It's very Fun. smart. Ian, how- not- go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say that's the way it was back when we had like chickens and eggs and stuff that we had to trade. <laughs> Back Here, in the day. Well, hey, for three pigs, come on, let's make it happen. That's what I want. <laughs> it, that's all we're using the money for anyway. Yeah. We're, we're all just trying to get the things that we need done. So why, 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 this is going to get a little political, but why pay taxes on a service like that, right? If, if I just need you to help me and you need me to help you. Yeah. Why would I throw tax money into that? 
Ian, how can our listeners get a hold of you if they are moving to the Austin area? Oh, it's a really good question. I've got, oh, I got the right side this time. This Ian of Austin forward slash connect. So if they go there or, and this is really weird, if they take a picture or screenshot this with their phone, uh-huh. so let's say they're looking at this on a laptop, if they were to pull up their phone, that'll actually bring them to a website. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. And then also I'm Ian of Austin on every single one of these social media platforms and Google and YouTube. It doesn't matter where it is. It's the same name, ubiquitous across all the platforms. Just like sometimes spouse. You can type sometimes spouse. You can find it everywhere. You can type Ian of Austin. You can find it everywhere. Very good branding because if you ever change brokerages, you're still Ian of Austin. Nobody knows what a brokerage I'm part of. Yeah. But they see this hat and they see this hat. Look. Yeah. Same hat. Same guy. Perfect. Now, you know I like to ask one strange question at the end of the interviews. So today's question is, if you could compare yourself with any animal, which would it be and why? Animal? What a weird question. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay, fine. I'm going to go with a chameleon. Based on our earlier conversation, I feel that based on what what situation I'm in, I can adapt well to either the experience or the personality. So in real estate, we do these personality assessments and, you know, they'll say you're a D because you're more direct or bold and, or you're a C because you have to sit and think about everything. And, and I feel like it really depends on the situation. I, I think I'm flatlined across the board and then those letters come out when I'm working with or against that same type of personality. So if I have someone who's bold and direct, I can get just as bold and direct as well. I don't like to, that's not my natural state, but Uh I can do it. Awesome. Well, (laughs) thank you, Mr. Ian of Austin, the chameleon, for joining us today on Ask a Realtor podcast we will be hearing from you in a few more weeks because he is an expert panelist for us on ask a realtor thank you again for joining us thanks so much christy see you soon you thank g- everyone for watching you guys have an amazing day thanks for joining us for ask an expert a sometimes spouse pot Cast, I'm sorry, Ask a Realtor. He was on Expert a few months ago. Ask a Realtor podcast, a Sometimes Spouse podcast. Bye-bye.